This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, he's hot. With an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Oh, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Chelsea? I'm well. We're in New York City today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Joe and I have been exercising like two fitness fanatics since we've been in New York City. That's amazing. We have walked, the other day he walked 35,000 steps. I don't know why I didn't, but I guess. Disneyland. I know. He's so, he loves it. You know that little app, your heart app on your phone? Oh, yes. And you could track your steps. And we rented city bikes yesterday. Fun. And we drove all all the way, well, we rode, not drove. I hate when people say they drove a bike. Uh, <laughs> we rode all the way up to Central Park, all the way around Central Park. We First, oh we got our gosh. little bagel, because we've been trying out different bagel places Good. all over the city. So far, do you have a like, favorite? Yeah, I do, but I don't know what it's called. Okay. So that's helpful. And <laughs> we rode our bikes up. We got a bagel, cream cheese, mm-hmm. and locks, and the whole thing. And then we go, we drove uh, a road through Central Park. <laughs> Stopped at one of these little pools, ponds. Mm -hmm. It was more like an algae pond, but it was pretty. We ate our bagel. Then we rode our bikes all the way down the West Side Highway to our favorite little restaurant, Grand Banks, where we sit on a boat and we had uh, like a strawberry mojito. And then we rode our bikes all the way back uptown. And it was just glorious. I mean, New York City is just so much fun. That is delightful. Especially when you don't live here. Like, it's always a vacation. Yeah. And Joe has started a laundromat in our hotel room, so he does laundry pretty much 
from I wake up and the dryer is going every yeah. morning. So yeah. he must wake up in the middle of the night and then put another load in. Oh, so you guys actually you have a washer dryer in in our hotel the room. room. Yeah. Okay. And it's more like an apartment than a hotel room <laughs> yeah. that we rent. And he does our laundry and then I hear the washing machine. He does laundry constantly and then he irons it all. <laughs> And then he does it again. He starts again. And if I, mean, I tell at least him, it's clean. Everything's clean, but it's everything's a mess. Like everything's shrunk <laughs> or tie dyed. So the other day, I got a jumpsuit out of the dryer and mm-hmm. it just had chocolate stains everywhere. Oh, no. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this like a tie dye situation that you're trying out? Like what? He goes, honey, that was it must have been something in your pocket, oh. like a ch- piece of chocolate, which is so me, you know, to have mm-hmm. like a chocolate nut cluster left over in my pocket, like yeah, so my mother, melting. so gross. <laughs> yeah, so one of my jumpsuits was ruined, and one of my sweatpants, a pair of sweatpants, was also ruined, and that one had a big chocolate stain right on the asshole. <laughs> so I could definitely not wear that one. It's and over. so I told him to put a pin in his laundromat, yeah, and learn how to fucking do laundry before continuing. Yeah. And then he told me that that's racial profiling because all Chinese people <laughs> run laundromats. And I said, but you're not Chinese. So what? how is that racial right. profiling? You're Filipino. He said, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I was going to ask if you said that he irons. I feel like it's a known thing that white people don't iron their clothes enough. Like, oh, I am currently wearing an unironed funny. collared shirt. Oh, but. that's funny. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. My privilege. Like, we don't even think we have to iron our clothes. We <laughs> yeah. could just go out looking like schleps. I do have to say, at least my husband is one man who I told him at the beginning of our marriage, I will never iron your shirts. If you would like them ironed, I, you yeah, must do it no, yourself. That, he does. Well, this is the 50s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody yep. should be ironing anything for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Unless Joe wants to continue ironing my things, <laughs> that's fine. But I would appreciate him taking out the laundry part. Yeah. Because he's ruined a couple of my jumpsuits now, either you by shrinking them. them. Like, they're too, you know, some of them are, you're not supposed to wash. You're right. supposed to dry clean. But I did send, like, three of my jumpsuits down to dry clean at the hotel that we stay at. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I got back and I just caught the number out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And I said, what is it was $586 to dry no. clean three jumpsuits. And I was like, you guys, that's not right. Even I know that's not right. One of my girlfriends, she lives in West Hollywood. I'm sure she was getting this done in Beverly Hills. She said she took several sweaters and two blankets that you need to dry clean, two of dry cleaners. She got the bill, went to pick it up. It was $1,600. I was like... Where are you taking it? She goes, oh, it was such and such. I'm like, if your dry cleaner has a name and it's not just dry cleaner, then you should not be taking, especially your blankets there. A blanket? I didn't know you could dry clean. I guess that makes sense, dry yeah, cleaning like blankets. Giant comforters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't much. know. I'm just glad that I don't. I, you know, laundry feels good when it's done because we've been on the road now for like three weeks, the both of us. Yeah. And we have so much accumulation of dirty stuff. So it does feel good to have it clean. Yeah. But it doesn't feel good when it's all different colors and different lengths when you get it <laughs> out. And you can never wear it again. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. There you have it. That's the crux of our, that's what our relationship is about currently. Dry yeah. cleaning or laundry. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, everybody, here are my upcoming stand-up dates. I'll be at the Just for Last Comedy Festival in Montreal, July 28th, hosting a gala. A gala, also pronounced as gala. 
I am in Vancouver, August 12th, two shows in Vancouver. I'm in Calgary, Saturday, August 13th, and Sunday, August 14th. That's Calgary. And then I have tons of dates coming up in the fall, starting with Saratoga, California, Niagara Falls, Long Beach, California, Bakersfield, California, Paso Robles, California, Wheatland, California, and lots of places in Florida, Tampa, Fort Myers, Daytona Beach, Hollywood, Florida, and the list goes on and on. Oh, and San Diego and Riverside, California. So lots of dates in California and Tucson, Colorado Springs. Anyway, go to ChelseaHandler.com for your tickets. I will see you guys all there. These will be the final dates of my vaccinated and horny tour. And I can't wait to see all of you in person now that everybody, well, most people are vaccinated and officially horny. That's with three E's at the end, (laughs) Catherine, just in case you didn't know how to spell horny. Perfect. Okay, so today we have somebody on who is very, you'll know her when you hear her. Her website is called Martha.com. The Bedford by Martha Stewart is her new immersive restaurant in Vegas. Have you heard of that yet? An immersive restaurant. She's got CBD. She's got a CBD line. She has 19 Crimes, Martha's Chardonnay. And her name is Martha Stewart. She's the founder of Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia. It's the dream to have an Omnimedia. Martha, welcome to the show. Hi. It's always such a delight to see you. Well, I'm so happy that you're here at my office and that uh, we can talk. You know, we've never really just talked. Yes, we've interacted before. We've had some social media interaction. We bumped into each other most recently at Jimmy Fallon's show. That was so fun. I I think it was Seth Meyers, though. Oh, you know what? It was Seth Meyers. (laughs) It's so hard to keep all these men straight, isn't it? Very hard because you do get mixed up. Late night is late night and, and there's like at least three or four of them that you have to keep track of. Yeah. You know, and I was just- Who's your favorite? Oh God, don't ask ask me that. I would have to say Jimmy Fallon just because I do his show the most often. So I would say that, you know, he's a real sweetheart. I like all of them. It's so hard. I miss David Letterman the most. Oh, well, you guys had a nice rapport. Yeah. And we we worked together a long time. And now I think I've appeared on Seth Meyers more than any other guests. Oh, really? That was a record for a while. And now, I don't know. I think I like Stephen Colbert. Do you do that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, do, you, do you do it? I've done it, but I don't regularly. I oh. do Fallon more regularly. He's, he's a little more difficult. Yeah. But he's really smart. But he's Letterman really was smart. difficult, no? No, I no. Letterman and I had a nice relationship. And did you guys have a relationship off screen? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because a lot of, you know, I was reading this Joan Rivers book because I was, I recently inducted her into the Comedy Hall of Fame for Netflix. And I was reading a Joan Rivers book and she was talking about her dynamic with Johnny Carson. Did you ever do Johnny Carson's show? Oh, yes. Yeah. That, was, that was a hard show to do. That's what she said because everyone thought they had this great relationship, but it was only for on camera. Right. There was nothing going on off camera. Did, did Joan Rivers have a, any affairs with anybody? Um, Not that she spoke about yeah. in the book, but I mean, I guess, you know. She seemed to be like a person unto herself. I don't mean narcissism or anything like that. It just She was just so powerful. Like her presence was so strong yeah, that it would be hard to team have up. anybody else. But I think she did. I think I went, I think I ate at her house once and I think there was a man around. Oh, well, that's good to know. Speaking of men, what's going on in your love life Nothing, these days? Nothing. Zero. It's, oh. I had two mad crushes in the last month, which is really good for me. Yeah. But it turns out, you know, one of them is married to the mother of some friends of mine. And and I just, I, he's so attractive. 
But you don't. You can't be a homewrecker. No, no I'm not. No, I've no. never been a homewrecker. No, never. No. And I've tried really hard not to be. It's hard to. I've had the opportunity to yeah. be a homewrecker, and I have not taken anybody up on it. And that's really where that's where I meet men. They're all they're all married to friends of mine or something like that. Well, it's very difficult because I think there are certain ages we go through where it's very tempting because you want to believe that, oh, maybe this relationship that they're in is temporary. Or, or maybe they'll die. I always think, oh, gosh, couldn't that person just die? <laughs> the wife. Yeah, not not painfully, just die. Just and then slowly leave, pass leave. away. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it hasn't worked out. <laughs> no, it hasn't worked out. But what I would say, I mean, I find it curious because when was your when, when was your last relationship? A while ago, not too long ago, but a while ago. Okay, so it's not that far in the distance, right? No. So like a hundred years or so. <laughs> well, we know you're not a hundred years old, Martha. <laughs> Nobody thinks that. And speaking of, you have a lot of years ahead of you, but I would like to know what you th- what what do you think is the most important thing in terms of legacy and leaving behind? What is the thing that's most important for you to be known for? Um, I would like to leave, and I think I am in the process of leaving a vast library of good, authentic information for good living. That's really, it sounds kind of high-minded and blah, 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 but it's actually a serious thing. You know, growing up, I had the joy of cooking, and I had maybe the Better Homes and Gardens house of a book of household management, but I didn't have the Martha Stewart books, which are so phenomenally useful. And I didn't have uh, the the ideas and the videos that we've created and produced over the years. So, so leaving that kind of legacy of really good education, but also with a with a flair for for friendliness and and uh, joyfulness and beauty, because I think we what we do is pretty beautiful. And uh, all that information we've created that's a that's a good legacy. And did you know when you were a little girl that this is what you were going to be doing when you grew up? No. I, actually, I always wanted to be a teacher. I was brought up loving my teachers. I was encouraged to be a teacher, to help little kids. I was always doing the birthday parties and creating all kinds of interesting things for the children to do, even when I was a child. Uh, that started when I was about 10. So teaching was always uh, ingrained in me as a very high-minded profession. And that I could do it to millions of people uh, via television and via the internet and via magazines and books. That really has uh, been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, could you have ever imagined that you would have such an empire like this? I don't, I don't think like that. I just think that, and I just work day to day and build and build and try to, try to fix and build and fix and repair and build and create. That's how I go. And what do you think the most influential relationships have been in your life that have contributed to your sense of self and your sense of success? Well, first of all, I guess it was my parents. And I had a nice relationship with both parents. I was my father's favorite, which didn't make me happy all the time because I don't think parents should have favorites. How many children did you? Six. Same as you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What number are you? I am number two. Two. And okay. you were the baby. I'm number six. Yeah. Well, you're a spoiled brat. Yes. And you got I what am. you wanted, probably. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Blah, blah. But I got nothing that I wanted. I had to work for every single- Well, number two is a pretty hard position yes. to be in. Except that I got my father's attention and none of the other kids did. He somehow fixated on me. Ooh. So, and he and I were really good friends. And I felt uncomfortable sometimes because I was, he liked me better than the other kids. And everybody knew it? Uh, yeah, they pretty much knew it. And I, I'm sure they held it against me and they, they probably still do. But 
my uh, mother was the egalitarian and she was great. She had no favorites at all. And that kind of irked some of the kids, but she was, everyone was equal. Everyone got the share. You know, when my mother died, it was so amazing. Her will was down to the penny divided amongst the six children, mm-hmm. you know, kind of nice. Well, th- I think that's what a mother is meant to do is yeah. to love all of her children equally. Because yes. if you ask any woman who their favorite child is, they all say, oh, that's impossible. And if you ask any man, their questions start to vary. And they'll say things like, whoever needs me the most, you know, men love to be needed. So how how does your relationship with your siblings, do they still feel that way? Do they still well, make fun of the fact that you were the favorite? Well, no, because we're, I mean, my two closest siblings died Oh, unexpectedly. The two youngest children died. And um, not, not after they were married and after they both had children, and they just died from stupidity, I, I think. I think they were very careless about their health. Oh, yeah. So they did not have to die. I, that's my theory. Mm-hmm. And I think it's their children's theory also. So they've missed out on the grandchildren and they've missed out on the success of the, of their own children. It's, it's sad, but they were, they were my favorites, my brother, George, and my sister, Laura. And Laura worked for me for a very long time. And George was a, a builder and he did a lot of projects with me and two fabulous kids. And I'm friends with all their children, you know, nice, nice friends with their children, which yeah. is which is uh, important to me. But the others, my sister Kathy married a man that hated me. So, you know, we don't even go there. We try to have a relationship, but not not a very close one. Is this too much information? No, it's oh. great. <laughs> and then uh, brother Eric. Brother Eric, he's my older brother, and we've always been friends. Yeah. And uh, he's a fine craftsman, and I really admire his artistry, and he knows it. And he's older than I am, and he's, you know, complaining a little bit about getting old, and I, I don't like that. I, I, I don't want him to complain because he's a strong guy. And then we have the brother that, that brother. I guess every family has. I know one. which one you're talking about. I have one of those <laughs> Do you too. Have one. <laughs> yes, but he had a good reason. He went to Vietnam. Oh, okay. And so he has a very good reason for being the way he was. Yeah, my brother does not have a good reason. Oh. He did not go to <laughs> Vietnam. So we'll have to follow up on that later. Yep, yep. But I wish my brother would write a book about his experience in Vietnam. Those guys don't want to write books about their experiences. Yeah, because they don't want to talk or remember it. They it's don't. too, yeah. And, and you know what? It would be so interesting now in retrospect to know what they went through. Well, I mean, Vietnam was a hard war. Yeah. Yeah. Vietnam, for our generation, it was Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes. And we still haven't even seen the after effects of what those soldiers went through, right? No. And kids don't know anything about war. That's the thing. Well, yeah. And it's happening the, all over the world. The generation they... right now doesn't know about war uh. and the effect it has on people. Uh, it's so crazy to me that that they don't know it. And yet Ukraine is happening right now. And and they don't know. They don't understand how devastating it is to a population. Yeah. Seeing those pictures yeah. coming out of Mariupol oh. or any of those cities, you're just yeah. like, it's the most senseless act of destruction. The women with their babies crossing borders for food and shelter. And the children carrying their little white kitty cats on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. It's so horrible. So to pivot, I want to ask you something about your experience. What do, what do you think is one of your favorite things about growing older? A favorite thing. Yeah. I don't have one thing. Yes, you do. Oh, I Come do. on. Not, not one. Because uh, first of all, I don't think about age or aging. 
I do not think about it. Uh, some things happen to you, you know, you, your foot, you step in a hole and you rupture your Achilles tendon. I did that last year. And that was a stupid thing because it's hurt me for a year. And that, that's the least favorite thing is, is getting into any kind of pain. Yeah. My favorite thing about getting older is absolutely not one thing. And there you have it, everybody. <laughs> There's not one favorite thing about getting older. I thought we would impart some positive wisdom from Martha Stewart. Not a thing, people. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to take some callers. I give advice. It's just off the cuff. I'm not a medical doctor. You're not a medical doctor, unless you are a medical doctor, no, and I don't I'm know not, about that. But I know a lot about medicine. Yeah. So do I, actually. I love medicine. So, Catherine, tell us what we have in store for this episode. Well, we have all kinds of questions that are right up Martha's alley. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Martha Stewart and Chelsea. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine, but sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. With 1 billion active cultures, they protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they are designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, helping them survive the journey to your small intestine, where they're needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. Okay, and we're back, and Martha brought some Easter eggs. Even though they're just, they're not Easter eggs. They're just eggs from her chickens. (laughs) Who laid different colored eggs. Yeah, I thought they were Easter eggs. And then upon closer inspection and Martha telling me, I realized they are not Easter eggs. (laughs) Well, our first question comes from Heather. She says, Dear Chelsea, Knowing how much you and your family love Martha's Vineyard and that you go every year, I was hoping you could share some suggestions on where to go and what to do. My husband and our two-year-old are joining another couple and their one-year-old at the end of July, staying in Edgartown. What are the places we should absolutely visit and where are the best places to eat? The more outdoors, the better. We can also find some adults-only time without the kids. Stay well, Heather M., And I just have to say, Martha, you may already know this, but in researching this question, I learned that a very vast portion of the Internet thinks that you own Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) As, as, by the way, all my nieces and nephews growing up thought it was Aunt Martha's Vineyard. And they would say, when I'd say, oh, I'm going to the vineyard, Aunt Martha's Vineyard? They all thought not only was it my island, but it was also I had a vineyard on the island. And that's why I stay far away from Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) I don't ever go to Martha's Vineyard, so I couldn't offer any advice whatsoever. That's a brand disruption. She's got her (laughs) own thing going on. She doesn't need to be tied to some island. Exactly. If you're staying in Agritown, you're going to find plenty of things to do. Most places to eat are the quarter deck, which has like outdoor total vineyard food, like fried clams, fried shrimp, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, all that stuff that you can Mm -hmm. get. That's fun for kids. If you go down to the wharf, there's tons of places for kids, little candy stores, lots of shopping, all down Edgartown, up and down Main Street and around. The Harborview Inn Hotel is a great place to have a drink and look at the sunset, Harbor Side Inn. And then there's the wharf. And everywhere you go around there, you'll find places. You can't go wrong on Martha's Vineyard. And then you're going to want to go up island too to like see the more quiet parts of the vineyard, which is West Tisbury and Tisbury and uh The three main towns are Oak Bluffs, Vineyard Haven, and Edgartown. And then up island, there's some really pristine, beautiful beaches like in Chilmark Mm. and Menemsha. Those are places you want to go and get a great lobster roll and watch the sunset, especially specifically the beach in Menemsha. So you're going to have a beautiful time in the summertime. That's my special spot, Martha's Vineyard. It is. Yeah, my family. We had a house there growing up. Yeah. Do you go now? Yeah, we go every summer. You sound like you're... You're really knowledgeable about the place. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't even, I've been going to Maine for like 
30 years, and I couldn't tell you all those things about my island. I told you about my experience in Bitterford Pool, right, where I ran into the bushes, and then I went over to Kenny Bunkport to the compound, and George Bush gave me a tour of all of his artwork and then wouldn't let us leave the house. We were captured because Barbara Bush wanted us to come over to play pickleball. And so I brought my whole crew. I had my brothers, my sisters, like 10 friends. We went over, played pickleball, and then I hear the former president go, Miss Handler, is that you? And I thought, (laughs) oh, I can't be seen with this guy after all my political, you know, musings publicly. I'm like, I got to get out of here. You're such a staunch Republican. (laughs) And then... He dragged me into his house. He goes, you're not leaving. He goes, come look at all my artwork. And I had sunglasses on. And he said, I need you to take your sunglasses off. And I said, I'm pretty stoned. So I think I'm going to leave them on. (laughs) And he looked at me and thought I was kidding again, which I wasn't. And then shortly after there, we were able to skedaddle. But it was actually, he's very charming in person. I'm sure you've you've spent time there, right? Oh, yes, I've met him. And and when I was in Kenny Bunkport two years ago, I actually had dinner with Barbara, his daughter. And her husband. And yeah. We had a very nice dinner. The Bushes were away at that, that weekend, so I didn't get to see them. But I just saw George W.'s wife in Texas. So I went down to give a talk, and she was the honoree. So we had a very nice little chat. Yeah, I love Barbara, his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. So yes, have a great time in Martha's Vineyard, and those are the places to hit up. Wonderful. Well, we have one caller today. Her name's Sabrina, and she says, Dear Chelsea, my name is Sabrina, and I'm 24 years old from New Jersey. I came out to myself as queer in 2019, to my friends and sister in early 2020, and then to my parents in the middle of 2020. My parents were initially supportive, telling me they would love me, quote, no matter what, but quickly became dismissive, pointing out men they wish I would date, which was really hard on me. It took so much courage to come out in the first place. I started dating my first girlfriend in September 2021 and decided to try and reach out to my parents to talk about my sexuality and see if I felt safe enough to come forward about my relationship. Long story short, they told me that this was my problem to deal with, not theirs, and that they did not want to know anything pertaining to that aspect of my life. It's been hard for me to deal with both the fact that my parents will not provide me with the support, acceptance, and safe space that I had before I came out, as well as not being able to give my girlfriend everything her family has given me, which is nothing but open arms and love. Last I talked to them, they asked me to write down everything I needed from them, and they would tell me if it's something they could give me. I try to make them understand why the way they are going about this is simply fucked up and doesn't need to be this hard, but I'm still struggling to find the right words, as well as a reason for why they've reacted in such a negative way. Everyone I have come out to thus far has been nothing but loving, supportive, and proud of me. Please help, Sabrina. And she's here with us on the phone. Okay. Hi, Sabrina. Hi. It's so nice to meet you, by the way. And Martha Stewart, like what? Hi. I know. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, I'm sort of surprised about your parents. Yeah, it's it's been pretty hard. I think just especially since all of my friends and like literally everyone else I've come out to has been so supportive. I was taken aback for sure. Well, other than going to Chelsea, have you gone to a psychiatrist to work this out with your parents? Oh, yeah. I joined a support group with other queer folks. I have gone to a few therapists. They all just tell me to like keep pushing forward, keep reaching out, kind of rip off the Band-Aid, do everything I can. So that's kind of what I've been doing. But I understand she has a different perspective and a process. So 
kind of giving her time, I think has been the best that she needs, but I still feel like I'm not getting anything back from her. From your mom? Yeah, my mom, I mostly have like the most emotional connection with my mom. My dad is like the sit back, I'm going to support you silently kind of person. So it doesn't feel natural for me to like want to go to him first, which is also an issue that that I have. Yeah, I think what you're describing is just going to take some time, you know, and I think you should go where the love is. And when you have a supportive, welcoming family on your girlfriend's side, dive into that and lean into that during this time, because that's kind of the support you need. And you're taking care of yourself. And that's never wrong. Looking out for yourself and standing up for yourself and being honest and forthright to the people you love about what you care about and what you want in this life and your sexual identity and all of that is important. So as long as you're being honest with yourself, then nobody can hold anything against you. Those are their issues that they're going to have to overcome. You can keep in contact with them and reach out and stuff, but it's it's going to be their own kind of journey. And in the meantime, you know, you should focus and go where the love is and just enjoy your time with your girlfriend. Enjoy her family. You can get things from them that you're not getting from your own family. And I guarantee you, your mother will come around. You're her daughter. You know, unless she's some evil demonic wizard, like she's going to come around. <laughs> she's going to miss you and she's going to want to be a part of your life. Yeah, it's just for me specifically, it's been hard because I am such an empath and I do. I have a hard time moving forward with things if I know that I don't have acceptance from my parents. So just like me, that's naturally who I am. And I've kind of talked to my mom about this because she's been the type of person who's like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, I'm going to do what I want. That makes me happy. But that's just not who I am. Like, if I know that you love me and I care about your opinion, it's hard for me to, like, accept that it hasn't really progressed, if that makes But that's sense. not an empath. That's interdependency. An empath is just feeling what other people are going through. Relying on other people's opinions of you is codependency or interdependency. So those two things have to be delineated in your mind. Those aren't the same thing, you know? And you're relying on your mother's acceptance of you. Like if every single one of us had to rely on someone else's acceptance, none of us would be accepted. That's the most important in your life. That's your attachment figure. It's your mom. You said you have the most emotional connection to her. So that's why you're affected by this. I know it's difficult, but you have to learn a way to move through this period of time without relying on her approval because you don't have it and you're not going to do anything to convince her to give it to you except by living your life and demonstrating your happiness and your self-love, you know, for yourself. You respecting yourself is the only way to get other people to respect you. Yeah. So she's also told me that she doesn't want me to like come out. So I have a younger brother. He doesn't know anything about this and she's kind of making me wait. She doesn't want me to tell like my family which I feel like I'm ready to do, but I also don't want to betray her in that aspect. But now it's kind of like I'm getting to the point where I don't care. Mm. How old is your brother? My brother's 17. He's he's in high school. Right. What are your thoughts on that, Martha? Do you, I think your brother's old enough to hear your truth. It's your story. Like, she doesn't get to write it for you. Yeah, I I, I am so bad at things like this, of the interrelationships. Interpersonal with, affairs. I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> at this. 
don't ask me to call her. Martha's like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm just going to be in my garden, okay? That's where I don't have to get oh, involved with anybody's interpersonal affairs. I mean, in our family, there's every kind of person. So we're used to it. Yeah. And I guess in your mother's family, there she's not used to differences. Yeah, they're they're Jewish. They have tradition. Yeah. It's weird, though. Jews are pretty inclusive, you know, of everybody, especially gay people. Well, yeah, because Jews are a marginalized group in their own right. So, I mean, usually I grew up in a very Jewish community and they were welcoming to everybody. But, you know, you telling your brothers your decision, obviously, he's 17 years old. He's old enough to hear it. And you lying to your brother is really just paving the way for him to be upset with you down the road for not being forthright. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be in your best interest to also maybe instead of talking to your mother directly, maybe composing an email where you can really write down everything you want to say and that she's basically asking you to lie about your truth. She's not accepting who you're saying you are and that's so disrespectful to you and it's really kind of like slowing down your process of growing and her opinion is never going to change the truth of the matter and that's Mm -hmm. that you're gay and that you love women and that you have a girlfriend that you love, you know, like that's never going to change. So I think it would behoove you to think about writing that down in a letter to her and saying, you know, I need you to think about all the things I say and then come back to me when you're in a state of acceptance and reception instead of reactivity. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely do that. Take your mom to a therapist with you if she'd go. (laughs) I've been trying for so many years. You don't (laughs) even know. (laughs) Yeah, if she hears Martha say it, hopefully she will. Oh yeah, she'll say yeah. Yes. yeah okay. Just yeah, record this part of the episode and just play it back to your mother. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sabrina. Let us know how it goes, okay? Oh, thank you. So much love. Likewise. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sabrina. Good luck. Bye-bye. You get some heavy stuff here. It gets pretty heavy. Wow. Do. Yeah. I just have to answer questions like how to scramble an egg. <laughs> how to peel an apple yeah well i could use that information as well luckily no one's calling me asking me how to scramble an egg because it would be one hot mess i don't think i've ever scrambled eggs without having to throw the pan away after (laughs) the whole pan yeah basically well our next question comes from single white female she's 57 She says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 57 and still single. I've embraced being single more than ever and truly have never been one to have to have a man in my life. My parents divorced when I was three and I'm an only child. I swore I would never get married unless I was sure it was right and would not have children unless I was in a happy marriage. Well, that's my fate as it stands now. I've had several long-term relationships and lived with two of my boyfriends. My last relationship ended in 2020. I feel anxious about dating and have a really hard time being open to anyone or feeling attracted to most men I meet. Trying the dating sites, but I hate them. I'm pretty fit, petite, and was blessed with decent genes. Not to sound vain or anything because I'm pretty modest, but I just have a younger look and attitude. I'm feeling embarrassed about being 57 and being still single. The past few years of the pandemic and living in a relatively new area have left me experiencing more solitude than I could ever imagine. I get in my loner, only child state and find the idea of having someone in my life constantly to be frightening and overwhelming, leaving a little space for hope, though. Of course, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but will I ever find a partner in this world who I can deal with and who treats me with the respect and love that I want? Will this anxiety go away? I'm sincerely feeling a bit odd and alone in the world. 
My mom never remarried and stopped dating in her 40s, and I don't want to end up like her. My dad found love at 70 and got married, so obviously it can always happen, right? P.S. How young is too young to consider? I'm embarrassed to let guys know my age, even though on some levels I should be proud. Yours truly, single white female. Hmm, single white female. Wow, they really open their hearts to you. I know, mm-hmm. I know, you I are, know. You are a trusted soul. What mm-hmm. do you think about singledom in your 50s, Martha? Well, she's lucky she's had a lot of relationships, it sounds like. So mm-hmm. she doesn't sound like she's in terrible trouble. I have no, no idea about dating sites. I tried that for a while. I mean, once, actually. Which, when, did you try Plenty of Fish? Uh, no, it, I went out with three different people, and the algorithm doesn't fit me. Does it fit you? Well, I mean, you're a special yeah, situation, yeah, Martha. I'm, I'm an odd situation. So so are you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dating site. But I found my guy at 46. But so not on a dating site. No, not on a dating site. But I was on dating sites, and I was definitely having sex through dating sites because, well, I thought that's what they were for. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like there are so many. First of all, if you really don't want to be single, first stop saying that. You're embarrassed of your age. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not, you can't be embarrassed of your age. That's who you are. You're 57 years old. Own it. So start with that. Some positive affirmations every morning, being happy about that. The fact that you're still alive at 57 and that you're yeah. healthy. And that you look good and you you're, you you seem to feel good about yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. for heaven's sake, right? Well, she said, I mean, I don't know how good she feels about herself because she kept saying she was embarrassed of things about herself. She's embarrassed she's single. She's embarrassed she's 57. But then she said she looks good. She's petite and she's in good shape. Right? And da, yeah. da, da. You know, she's okay. She's okay. Yeah. So go out, you know, just go out a few more times with different people. Yeah. You've got to exercise the muscle of going out. So get on those, whether it's match.com or plenty of fish, or I don't know what the hell all the websites are now. I don't even know about plenty of fish. Have you heard about plenty of fish? There's chocolatesingles.com if you're looking for black guys. That's a good site. There's plenty. There's something for everybody, for Jewish people. I don't want to fish. That's for sure. Well, I think plenty of fish isn't actually about fish, but there, I once put my makeup artist on a dating site called shit what was it and it was for fishermen and it was a, it was misleading and i was like i was like why is every person holding a like a bass in every picture i'm like who are they looking for other fishermen yes yeah, like I guess are so. they looking for female fishermen and I, and then i was like oh this is a fishing website like this is for people who fish and that want to meet each other but get out there and practice the exercise of dating. Practice the exercise of being very owning who you are, that you are 57. Yes, everyone's going through a weird time coming out of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. even people who have big social lives, I'm assuming you do too because you entertain yes. a lot. Oh, gosh, it's yes. weird. Everyone feels a little bit off and it's hard to yeah. get back in. But the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. So it's better just to take the first step and then it, you know it'll flow more easily once you get back into practice mm-hmm. and go Go on dates as an exercise. Don't even go on them thinking, oh, this is going to be this great love. Like if he's not the perfect thing that you're looking for or he's not handsome enough or he's not thin enough or whatever you're into, if he's not meeting your requirements, who gives a shit? Just start going on dates to practice going on dates so that you get more comfortable with introducing yourself, telling your story and being proud of who you are. Because, you know, you just said a bunch of great things about yourself and then a couple negatives. So just get into the practice of saying more positive positive and less negative and no negative if you can. Yeah. I don't think it's hard. I think there are so many people out there that are looking for a partner, men and women and everything in between on the spectrum. People are looking. And so you'd be surprised that, you know, you think you're alone, but you're never alone. Martha and I are alone. 
That's loneliness. Yeah, just be happy you're not famous and everybody knows your personality before you go on a date. Okay, <laughs> think of that. <laughs> think of that before you go on your date. Yes. I'm sure that everyone just assumes exactly what you're going to be like if you're on a first date for both of you. Well, I mean, it's imagine if you go on a date, like you're always presenting, even if you're not a celebrity, mm-hmm. you're presenting mm-hmm. what you think that you should be, right? You're not being completely honest about yourself. And then when you're a celebrity, it's like you're almost presenting what you think people think about you mm-hmm. in a sense. Like it's a it's an even more of a trick. And you're like, wait, this doesn't feel authentic or real, even though as a famous personality or as a like celebrity... I know what people think about me mostly is true. Like, I'm not putting on an act. This is pretty much who I am all the time. And I don't think you're really putting on an act either, Martha. I I absolutely am not. No, she's not putting on an (laughs) act. And she's not trying to to impress anybody. (laughs) That's for sure. So I would just say get out there. Okay, single white female, let us know how it goes. Let us know (laughs) if and when you find love. We'll take a quick break right now, and we'll come right back with Martha and Chelsea. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine, but sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. With 1 billion active cultures, they protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they are designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, helping them survive the journey to your small intestine, where they're needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, it's Chelsea here. If you've noticed that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, Zion Health is here to help. Zion stands out as the experts in men's and women's hair loss treatments. I didn't realize that up to 50% of women struggle with hair loss which is weird because we need to be talking about that more. Zion has treatments for all stages of life, including for hair loss due to menopause or pregnancy. Zion offers medicated and non-medicated solutions that are developed by dermatologists to maximize the growth and density of your hair. Getting a prescription is simple. Their online consultation platform gives you convenient access to personalized treatment plans. Hair loss gets more and more difficult to treat the longer you wait, so seek help with them soon. Visit xyonhealth.com to get started. That's xyonhealth.com. And we're back with Martha and Chelsea. Martha just taught me how to make an omelet. Oh, and you didn't burn the pan? No, it's still stuck on the side of the wall. <laughs> we Things got a little carried away in the break. Sorry. <laughs> Well, Martha, this is the part of the show where we usually ask if our guests have any piece of advice they'd like to ask Chelsea. Or you can give me a piece of advice. Oh, okay, yeah. so Since I, it's so Martha, I, we so can make I, an exception. I can, I can ask for advice or I can give you a piece of advice. Yes. <laughs> mm. Well, I was I was lying on the massage table two days ago and I asked my masseur about you. And uh, he said, "Oh, I, I really like her. I, I watched all her shows. I, I know I know her pretty well because he knew he knew you a lot better than I knew you." And he said, "How does a comedian change their their act so often? You've changed your act mm, a lot, yeah." And so he wanted to know why why you felt the need to change your act. Yeah, I just think it's an evolution. Like, you know, you go through different phases in your life. You want to tackle different subjects. And you also, you have to. You shoot a special and then that material is out there. So you have to begin again. And then you like, you know, the hour I just shot my next special in Nashville like three nights ago. And it's a completely different set, but it's all about, it's about being single, starting in COVID kind of giving up on men and thinking, oh, I'll either become a late stage lesbian or I will just be single and I'll do that because well, I- why why a late stage lesbian? Why are you attracted to women enough to No, but men were just becoming so disappointing that I would just thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, they're almost becoming unfuckable. So I thought I'm going to have to transition. There's a mass exodus of adult onset lesbianism <laughs> happening. So I called my sister and I asked her if she wanted to get a farm in Maine together. And she said, I don't want to be in a relationship with you romantically. So I canceled that plan. 
And so it's kind of my journey of coming out of COVID and then meeting Joe Coy, who's my boyfriend now, who I've known for years, but I didn't meet him online. He's been an old friend, which is the best way to go. If you can ever hook up with one of your friends, that's the way, because this has been the most healthy relationship I've been in and just the and, sweetest. And he's a straight heterosexual male. Yeah, but he's Filipino, so he's marginalized. And that's why like those kinds of men, I think, are a little bit more apt to understand women and the kind of dynamics. Marginalized because he's Filipino? Well, he's what a minority. So there's a whole different mentality than being with a straight white guy is what I'm saying. Oh. Straight white guys are a little bit out of style. No offense to the one sitting right across <laughs> from me. But, you know, with the last five years, everything we've learned, it just seems like white men have a, have a slow learning curve. They don't seem to understand or grasp the situation that they have been. You're a generalist. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's pretty, but you know, that's enough. It's the generalization is true. You know, there's enough men out there that have abused their positions of power that have taken advantage for, of women, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's out of the workplace, you know, women are capable of doing the same thing too, but not to the degree in which men have. And so I, you know, I resent the resistance of that conversation. I resent when men go, well, you know, and it's like, there's no argument really. It's, it's happens over and over again. You're in a position of power. So you are of a different experience, you know, because you're a woman running your own empire. But, you know, many women aren't running their own empires and have to put up with men and, and, you know, telling them what to do and what's best and da, da, da. And that, it becomes old fast. So anyway, Changing material all the time is kind of part and parcel of being a comedian. You have an hour, you work on it for about a year, you do about a hundred shows. Tonight I'm going to Port Chester, New York. Oh, you were? Yeah, That's I have where a I, right, right near where I live. Oh yeah, I have a show yeah. there tonight and tomorrow night. I have two oh. shows there. So what part of New York is that? Westchester. It's oh, it is Westchester. Yeah, yeah. Port Chester. Port Somebody Chester. said I have to pronounce it Port Chester. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> But anyway, I guess that answer, does that answer my the stand-up question, I think? I think so. I'm, from I'll, your monsieur? I'll, I will tell him. Well, Ra yeah, tell him Ra I'd like a massage after my show, too, to swing by. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Martha, for being here today and helping dole out advice. Thank you. And I'm just in awe about the questions that you get. Mm, yeah, really? I know. I know. Really? We, People are needy. They are. Well, People yeah. People are needy. You don't realize that when you're doing... The kinds of questions that, you know, Ask Martha doesn't get questions like that. And so long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are the cut down versions, Martha. Oh, wow. <laughs> These are the abridged versions. Yes. yes. Well, thank People you for their having me on your show, Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you, Martha. Thanks, Martha. Thank you. So if you'd like to ask Chelsea a question, email us at dearchelseaproject at gmail.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. 
obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control. Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea.